Welcome to Giant Cocktails, a podcast where lifelong Giants fans talk about the San Francisco Giants while drinking homemade cocktails. And now, here's your hosts, Ben and Matthew Henry. Welcome back to another episode of Giant Cocktails. Thank you for that wonderful intro, Bob. I am, as always, Ben Henry, alongside my brother, the esteemed, the Captain Emeritus, National League Western Division champion, weatherman extraordinaire, Matthew Henry. Matthew, I have a question for you. Okay. Favorite excuse by Dodgers for losing games. Check swing on ball five or the elements where the other team had to play in the exact same elements that you did? Go. Oh, definitely the elements. I mean, wind, uh, you know, is, uh, yeah. I mean, having spent my entire childhood in Candlestick Park and watching uh, Oracle and its fun wind patterns, yeah, whatever, Dodger fans. Get over it. Yeah, yeah. Ah, we're outside and there's wind and stuff. Oh, no. We would have beat you if it was calm Southern California weather. (laughs) The grass made me trip. Uh, Yes. Good answer. Good answer. Um, I am also fond of the wind excuses. Those were much more absurd than the ball five check swing excuses. Um, But on that note, yes, folks, today is Tuesday, October the 12th. As we record this podcast, the Giants and Dodgers have just concluded Game 4 of their National League Division Series. Unfortunately, the bad guys won, bringing the series all up to 2-2. And And that leaves just one more game for... All the marbles. Actually, just for one of the marbles. Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah, yeah. The first marble. Yeah, you get one marble, uh, and uh, and there's three other marbles out there. I guess two other marbles. I don't know how it would work. I don't know, but I... Do you get a marble I, every time you win? Can I, can I tell you something? Yeah. I really want this marble. <laughs> <laughs> you know... I almost want it more than all three marbles. I just, yeah, I just, I, I want this marble. I don't know. I, I that's a good that maybe maybe that should be something we talk about later on in the show. I don't know if I agree with that because like, you know, I'm thinking about this like 3 or 4 years down the road. And can you imagine just a crotchety old Dodger fan and a crotchety old Giant fan arguing about this series when when whoever it was lost in the NLCS to the Braves? Like <laughs> what a stupid argument that would be. <laughs> But, of course, the Giants fan would win that argument because at least they were the National League Western Division champions. That's right. (laughs) The Dodgers would be champions of nothing. Nothing. (laughs) With their 106 wins. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I think think whoever wins this series has really got to at least win the National League pennant. So at least you can lord that over the other team. Um, Well, I don't know. I think the Dodgers have to do that. The Giants don't have to do squat. If the Dodgers (laughs) win this series but then lose to the Braves, the Giants are golden. But anyway... Before we get into all of that, 
Matthew, Bob has a question for me. Uh, he does. Let's see. What, Bob? Ask that question. What are you drinking, Ben? Thank you for asking, Bob. I never thought you would. Today, I am drinking a callback to earlier in the season, to actually just a couple weeks ago. To a, I'm drinking, once again, the same exact recipe of a cocktail whose name I was uncertain of at the time. I named it then, rather, you know, I don't know, in retrospect, kind of a weak name, September Fire. But now, now it has a much flashier name. Today, I am drinking October Fire, which is honestly what I originally wanted to call the cocktail when I thought about it. But, you know, that was that was very presumptive, presumptive. Presumptuous. Presumptuous. Presuminary. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Did you have even had anything to drink yet? I'm two drinks no. in, and no, you're, you're the one fumbling yeah, words. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, 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 fumbling words, inventing new words is what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, but anyway, this is in honor of one Camilo Duvall who now has finished out both of the Giants' wins. He didn't get a save in, in Game 1 because that was not a save situation. But he had an epic playoff save for the ages on uh, Monday night to let the Giants take a 2-1 to lead when he got six consecutive outs to finish the game in a moment that I'm sure we will discuss in depth later. But that is why I am drinking once again tonight the cocktail that i invented in his honor the october fire it is um two ounces of dominican rum a three quarters of an ounce of um lime so it has a um, a uh, a daiquiri profile and for the sweetener though instead of using simple syrup it has a an ounce of uh cherry um Liqueur. Uh, I'm using Luxardo for those of you scoring at home. Or even if you're alone. <laughs> Correct. Thank you, Matthew. And uh, and then what else? Oh, and then a couple of dashes of orange bitters to represent the the slider. And of course, of course, muddled a whole entire jalapeno sliced into coins, seeds on, ribs on, full-blown fire, muddled in a little bit of that Luxardo uh, cherry liqueur. And uh, you shake it and with ice, uh, double strain it, serve it up in a coupe glass with a jalapeno coin as garnish floating on top. And it is, it is sweet, it is tart, and it is super spicy. Just like Camila Duvall. Okay, before before I get into my drink, I, I do need to ask, like, how spicy? Like, if on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being, like, sweet and 10 being, like, on fire, what would you, what would you rate this, the spiciness of your, of October fire right now? Um, well, actually, honestly, that's really going to depend on the jalapeno and, like, how far along it is in its progression and how much jalapeno you put in. Yeah. I, I want it to be like a six. Okay. You know, I don't want it to be... You got to taste the rest of the cocktail. Right. Right? It it, it it has to be, you know, it has to be well-balanced. This is not a gimmick. Right? It, it's part of the cocktail. It's not the only thing in the cocktail. 
so so I would go, I would shoot for a six on this if, if that that's which is which is pretty spicy. It is, yeah. But yeah. but not but not like burn your tongue off, right? Okay. Um, not make you sweat and cry. Um, I think a three for those of you who like a little bit of kick would be quite nice in this cocktail, quite honestly. So you know, just a little bit of kick. Yeah, that's where I'm um, at because I I'm you know yeah. I'm the type of person that. I, I, I enjoy a little bit of spice, but I don't I don't want to be like sweating and you know my tongue burning and not mm-hmm. really enjoying whatever it is that I'm eating or drinking. So I'd probably be around the three for myself. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, one of the great things about making your own cocktails is you get to decide absolutely how spicy it is, and uh, you know you could just wave a jalapeno over this, <laughs> and it would be you know. No, you can't. I, I, Come on, you gotta put at least a little bit in there. Come on, you can't just wave. Yeah, it. that's true. That's true. Don't do that. Don't yeah. do that. You gotta, uh, you know. Come on, be a little, be a little there. adventurous with this. That's right. Otherwise, just you just make a simple daiquiri. That's right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, it's but like, anyway, then it's like October, like rain, not really fire. Right? <laughs> that's right. It's yeah. It's more like October rain, or I don't know what uh, October wind. Maybe. <laughs> oh, wind. Timely. Mm -hmm. Uh, Foreshadowing, maybe. Okay, well, I know we want to get through the drinks real quick and get into the Giants talk, so I'm going to share with you, you know, I am continuing my margarita adventure. Uh, This one is, uh, it's called a blood orange margarita. I'm renaming it a giant orange margarita. Uh, But, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, I, I don't even know what to say about it. It is fine. I pulled a recipe off of the website from the blood orange puree that I'm using, which is a, a puree called Perfect Puree. You can find it frozen in, you know, maybe a, um, we have it in Oliver's here in, in Sonoma County, which is a, you know, kind of a Whole Foods knockoff. And, uh, and, and so we ha- I had it in my fridge and I really wanted to try, try some of that. So this particular cocktail has uh, two ounces of tequila. Uh, three quarter ounces of Cointreau and an ounce and a half of lime juice, a half ounce of agave nectar, and then to top it off, three quarter ounces of the blood orange puree concentrate uh, melted. And so it does add a little bit of sweetness and tartness because blood orange is actually a, a tart uh, orange. It's not as sweet as maybe a regular like navel orange that you're used to. It's got a little more tartness to it. And so this adds a little bit tartness to it. It's, uh, it's sweeter than maybe I would like. If I were to do this again, I maybe kind of reduce a little bit of the sweetness, but because the, the, uh, the blood orange is so tart, uh, the, the sweetness, the agave syrup does kind of balance it out. Uh, I got it. I wanted to do this because you were all complaining about how I didn't add orange into my Tommy's margarita a couple days ago. And so mm-hmm. I figured, Your all fake right. Arita. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going all mm-hmm. in on the orange now. So I Good. added the Cointreau. And double down on the blood orange concentrate. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's a different, yeah. it's a nice little different take of a margarita. Uh, you know, something that if you're interested in just trying out different flavors, which is one of the great things about margaritas is that you can really play around with some of the different uh, citrus uh, notes on that, uh, even if Ben doesn't agree. So this is what I'm drinking, the, the blood orange margarita. I definitely agree that margarita is a good cocktail to experiment with by changing things out or, you know, adding things, different things, maybe changing um, 
you know, the sweetness, the tartness, maybe going with a mezcal instead of a, you know, a tequila. Yeah. But but you can't like you can't just take out the the Cointreau or the or the triple sec and just and call it a, a margarita. That that is what makes it a margarita. But more importantly, Matthew, you took the orange out. And this is a show about the San Francisco Giants. Oh, like, I didn't even think about that. You know, I was just thinking about You Tommy might as well and, have put and... blue in there. Yeah, Tommy. I'll tell you what, Tommy who? Tommy Lasorda. <laughs> oh, oh. How about Tommy Lastella? Uh, can we uh, Can we at least, you know... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just nod. gonna. We're gonna. We're all with a, a Giants cocktails nation agrees. That was your worst cocktail choice. Last all right, week. all right. Well... You know, so I tried to make up for it. I had extra hey, orange this which week. Which means the lemon curd cocktail just went up a notch. Ooh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you know what didn't go up a notch? Uh, well, well, let's start with game one, actually. I don't want to start on the negative. You mean game, game, game three? I'm sorry, game, game three. three. Game yes, three. game three. Yes, let's start there. You know, I, I will say this. The, the the recording pattern that we have chosen, which is to record uh, after the, the the second game in each homestand, and then relaunch and then release the podcast the next day during the travel day, has put us into this awkward situation where the Giants have won the first game, and then lost the second game, and so really they they come out in a situation where it was you know it was even. Right. But it yeah. doesn't feel that way no. when we come into the room to record. It's been very. Um, yeah. Our text messages uh, have been all negative. We've been complaining to each other back and forth while watching the game. It hasn't been an enjoyable experience for getting ready to, to, to record. No, correct. Correct. And, and which is just just bad luck, I think. But in uh, fact, but on, I, but I will on, say. well, on Twitter today, I was like, do a podcast. He said, it'll be fun. <laughs> he said, as, as I was agonizing over, you know, that's the... right. That's right. That's right. But I said cocktails and you said baseball. True. True. Let's, you know, yeah. yeah. It, well, yeah. I guess it was my idea to do the giants. Yeah. Um, we, we could have just done cocktails and then never had any anguish and just been happily drunk the entire time. That's, that's right. <laughs> And if there's any lesson and any moral that anybody should ever take away from this show, it's that. Sure. Just forget <laughs> the Giants and be happily drunk. Yeah, that You know, there's nothing that solves problems like alcohol. <laughs> well, and speaking of alcohol, so game one for me. Game three. I'm sorry. I keep saying that. Game three for me. Mm-hmm. Was a two cocktail game, and and <laughs> like game during? four was like a three cocktail game to be honest. But I mean, but game three was uh, you know one to nothing. It game was, three was I, one of the most emotionally trying oh, moments of my year this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. and as a lifelong Giants fan, I pretty much kept having to remind myself the entire game that the Giants were going to lose. And that I shouldn't get my hopes up. <laughs> and that eventually the Dodgers were going to overtake this one run lead and that mm-hmm. I, we were going to lose. And, and, and what made me feel better was I just kept adding cocktails on. And I, you know, so I started out with my good luck charm. I started out with that because I needed to be consistent. And, uh, and, and, and then I moved on to a margarita. Uh, actually the second time because I was like, well, I, I need something else. So. Right, right. Right. But one to nothing, watching that game was stressful. No, it was absolutely stressful. But uh, you did bring up something interesting where you said, you know, I just, you assume that the Giants were going to lose. Do you think, um, 
the 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 new generation, like the the kids that are like just around like twenty years old, twenty five years old, think of it differently when the Giants are in the playoffs. Do you, do you think they have a different perspective of the Giants? Like, do probably. They think of the yeah, Giants just looking on Twitter, I think that those people expect to win, and so they're doubly disappointed. Right. So they're they're right. agonizing over things, and and meanwhile, I'm just like, well, I knew it was going to happen. You know, right. Oh, they you, didn't go oh, through you everything. young fan who has no idea what life was like before 2010. 10, yeah, yeah. That ah. is interesting. It is interesting. There's definitely a divide amongst the generation. Well, you know what? God bless those kids. <laughs> That's right. God bless those kids. I'm glad you exist. <laughs> totally. If you're out there and you're used to the Giants just running roughshod through the playoffs, then uh, and, and you thought 2016 was just an aberration, you know what? God bless you. God bless you. Um, but but yes, back to game three. I, it, it, no, I mean, it was absolutely an emotionally wrought and trying game. I, I don't think it was classic playoff baseball. Right. And and I think, you know, there was this sense of of impending doom. But, you know, I think it went both ways. You know, like the sound of that stadium after Evan Longoria, I think they mentioned this on the on the broadcast, but but I think it was evident even before, you know, they mentioned that the sound of that stadium after Evan Longoria hit that home run, which was like what in the fifth inning, the fourth inning, I think it was in the I, I'll double check here, but it was um, the fifth inning, the fifth inning. Right. So he hits it in the fifth inning. Right. There's still like half of a baseball game left at that point. <laughs> right. Literally. And and the sound of that stadium was like death. It was like somebody had died. And and I think that just kind of demonstrates how how uh, um, how you lame know, Rod- Dodger fans are. I'm- well that and just how stressful you know playoff baseball can be but also i think this series is going to be and and everybody expects it expects it to be and uh yeah here we are you know uh going into into game five in a in a do or die situation with you know with our 24 year old against uh urias who you know has been a real tough challenge for us but but anyway getting back to that game i Yes, I think that game was one of the most, I think, surprising games to me as a Giants fan this year for for a bunch of reasons. Um, but I, I, I think the first thing that was really notable about it, and I think we have to talk about, was the wind. Right. Yes. Candlestick South. Candlestick South. I mean, it. I mean, yes. I remember seeing that, and I was like, that is bizarre how windy it is there. I've never seen wind like what, that there. And, and what was struck me is, like, even during the National Anthem or at the very beginning, they, they showed a shot of the flags, and the flags were straight out. Like, I mean, they were blown out to right field just straight <laughs> yeah. out. Like, I've never seen flags just, like, stiff like that. At any like park. That. Yeah, no, at any park. Yeah. Totally. So, Amazing, and and so yeah, that that added a little flavor to it, didn't it? It did. I mean, I, the 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 pop ups really did remind me of um, of candlestick pop ups, right? You know, where <laughs> where guys were just fighting it really hard. I mean, dancing, the outfielders yeah, dancing. Yeah. You know, the outfielders I think were really having a tough challenge out there. Um, you know, and uh, and yeah, anything hit into the air was just really not doing very much at all, unless you're a man's man like Evan Longoria, in which case, <laughs> no problem. You can just punch that through anything. 
But, um, you know, I mean, I think what we learned about that game is, is that uh, Evan Longoria um, is a man and Gavin Lux is a boy. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Because, you know, Longoria's home run was, what, 110.9 miles per hour off the bat. Yeah. And, and I loved his quote after the game. He said that if that didn't go out, he was walking home. And because he hit it as hard as he possibly could, and and I believe it. Like I just, how yeah. can you hit a ball harder than a hundred? You know, than that. I mean, one hundred and ten. If you're not named, you know, Stanton or they or, don't come much harder than that. Yeah, they don't yeah. come much harder than that. It, it, but Lux, I think, hit one oh six. Yeah, right? yeah. Which you know, and, good for him. But right. you know, well, wasn't, it wasn't good enough. Yeah, his. And I, I, I did see that. Like balls hit that hard at that launch angle. Are, are most of the time their home runs, but it wasn't like a hundred percent sure thing home runs. No, it was like eighty five percent of the time. Like well, eighty five percent of the time they're 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 a hit. Right. It was even less than that that they're a home run. So so well, especially that, if I it mean, was in you know Oracle or something like that. Right? right. And and the Giants hit a fair number of balls just like that. Well, yeah. So, the previous again, inning, like, Yastrzemski had hit a ball that was uh, a seven seventy five percent of the time it's a hit. Like he hit that yeah, ball, yeah, you know right. that went you know so. Yeah, yeah, it, it affected both teams. So they hear these Dodger fans all whining about the the wind, whatever. Cry well, river, I mean, man. that's even what the media said, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Headlines were like, "Wind prevents Dodgers <laughs> from winning." You know, yeah. like, oh, whatever. Wind lets crappy Giants baseball team win game. Because <laughs> <laughs> the Giants were playing in a st- in a dome, I guess. Yeah, your Dodge- <laughs> Yeah, the Giants were playing in a different different environment than the Dodgers were playing. Apparently. Uh, oh, anyway. Um, other great things that happened during that game, I, I think, first of all, um, was Alex Wood. And, uh, you know, I think there was a point at the beginning of September where I was convinced we had seen the last of him this season. Yeah, well, he had COVID really bad. Right. That's what they were saying. And, and it wasn't just like, oh, he had COVID and, and you know, they were saying like, no, he's really sick. And, and, you know, we don't know his vaccination status, but, but a lot of people who aren't even vaccinated who get COVID are asymptomatic, right? So, so it really was kind of an unlucky scenario for that, for that to happen. But then they were talking about the guy, you know, and they would mention it in a weird kind of way where I was kind of like, how worried should I be for this man? <laughs> you right. know, I mean, yeah, like, let alone, like, is he going to pitch again? Is he going to live? You know, yeah. I mean, that was, that was the thought. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, not to get too morbid, but yeah. And and suddenly, you know, I mean, and here he is pitching in a game you absolutely know he wanted to be in. Oh. And I mean, that was probably a dream scenario for him this year. I think if you asked for him, what moment would you want to happen this season and, and for you to be a part of it? And that would be it. Right. right? And and he was he was really, really good. I, I wouldn't say he was like dominant or lights out. Right. He got into a little bit of trouble a couple of times and. And that second time, it stopped him, prevented him from getting through the the fifth inning, which which I think cost him the win. Um, but uh, but but nonetheless, uh, a really really solid outing. Um, I think particularly early in the game, where he set a really strong tone of consistency and matched matched Max Scherzer, who aside from the first inning, you know when he was busy getting blown off the mound. Um, you know, aside from that, you know, Max Scherzer was Max Scherzer. Yeah. You know, th- that was what I, I think was really, really important about Alex Wood's start was was keeping 
it close, keeping it consistent, making the Giants feel like they had just as much, uh, just as good of a pitcher on the mound as the opponent did. And, um, and you know, I, I think that, you know, and, and then it was just like, you just, somebody just got to run into one. Yeah. And, and, and that's what happened. And, um, you know, and luckily it was the only man strong enough to hit it out of that park on that night. Right. And I think, well, did just enough to, he did what he had to do. And, you know, as a former Dodger, I mean, last year at this time, he was on the other side, you know, during the playoffs and pitching key innings, you know, for the Dodgers out of the bullpen. And so it was, you know, that he was motivated. Uh, and so, sorry, I'm looking at my show, looking at the show notes down below. Yeah, you started laughing. I'm like, what did I say? Uh, yes. No, I'm saw something that you wrote in the notes. Anyway, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, and and you know, Max Scherzer, as you said, was Max Scherzer three hits, one walk, and in seven innings. You know, just one hit was a home run, and yeah. and that was a difference. And as he said in the post game, you know, sometimes it, that's what it comes down to, right? One, yeah, one one pitch. I mean, Max Scherzer lost that game. But it's hard to say he lost. No, he that didn't game, lose that you know? game. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, well, he took the loss. Right, yes, he was yes, the losing he did. pitcher. He was a losing pitcher. But 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 it's hard to say that he lost that game. You know, it, it just it, it just I I think I mean, and it's even hard I think for us to say that Evan Longoria won that game. Right. To me, to me, it was really the Giants' pitching staff won that game, and one other guy. Yes. Right. Yeah. I think there was. I think there was one there other was, guy. Who was, was that guy? Was, who is that guy, Ben? Game Keller. <laughs> I, I didn't quite hear that. What? I think uh, uh, Gabe Kapler. Is that what I heard? I said Gabe Kapler. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, uh, you is... know, I, I seem to remember several episodes over the last uh, several months where you have gotten quite animated about your doubts of whether Gabe Kapler had it in him to effectively manage in the postseason. Yes. Yes. I, I ranted about that many times. Many times. Not just I once. Also, like many times. You have I been also, like. I, yes, I doubted. I yes. definitely doubted. So, I definitely doubted. So and I would like to think that even though nobody listened to our podcast back then, <laughs> that that somehow leaked its way out. And, 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 and that made him into what he is now. But I, you know what, I did realize I did go look up the word pundit, Matthew. Okay. And 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 I was wrong. Um, Say that again. You were what? I was wrong. Okay. About what it takes to become a pundit. Oh, so what does it take? Well, it, it's not just about running your mouth. You, you actually have to be an expert in the field, and then people have to ask you to talk about it. Oh well, that's never going to be- happen because for us. you're an expert. Yes, this is I. So yeah, I don't think we're we're never going to be pundits. <laughs> is is the end result? Well, why but, did you tell me that offline? Like now, I gotta like commiserate in my own drink here because um, now we can never be pundits. No, we can never be not about baseball. I don't think maybe we can become pundits about cocktails. Oh, okay. Well, something then. Right, but 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 anyway, getting back to to me uh, eating crow, which is what you wrote down here in the notes. Uh, <laughs> you wrote, "Is this where Ben eats crow?" Uh, this is where I have my first serving of crow because I'm going to have a second serving later when when I when Dave Roberts I eat Dave Roberts I eat crow served by Dave Roberts. But here I'm eating crow served by Gabe Kapler. And let's, and let's talk about why. So the, why? The, so why? So, yeah, let's talk about why. Because quite frankly, it was amazing. It was magical. 
Yes, Kapler, Kapler was on his game, let's say, right? And he, uh, what's what's that uh, what's that song that's really popular right now? I understood the assignment, <laughs> right? Understood the assignment. Uh, Kapler understood the assignment in Game Three. Yes, and that was we've got a one-run lead. We need to protect that lead. Yeah, that was he. He was like, we've got a one-run lead. We're gonna win this game one to nothing. Right. And and they had a plan. It was clear. I mean, Rogers and the and they interviewed him after the game. And Rogers said, "I had been told ahead of time." I think Pavlovich asked him, "You know, did you have you ever come into a game of this early? Did you expect it to?" And he said, "Actually, I was told that I was going to come in after after Wood." I think the hope was, you know, in an ideal situation, Wood pitches six innings and then Roger pitches the seventh, and then you know everything's normal and golden. Right. Um. But but in this particular case, Wood didn't get out of the. Uh, of the um, of the fifth and Rogers came in and pitched the fifth and then the, finished the fifth and then finished and then pitched the sixth. Um, yeah, I mean that was the plan, and and what I loved about that was is like look there are there I I think there are three relievers that 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 we all know are our best relievers right now right and and they are uh, Tyler Rogers, uh, Jake McGee. And, and Camilo Duvall, right? Yeah. Tyler and and Jake for what they have done all season long, and and Camilo for what he's done since September. But really, September was really putting together all of the things that we saw all the way back in in I guess what was that May? Uh, maybe it was easy, early as April. But but the point is is that that everybody knows that that's the Giants' elite part of their staff. They don't have an elite pitching staff, but I think now they have an elite end to the bullpen. Like if Camilo is your rock star closer, suddenly you have this beautiful trio that is very, very different and weird and wonky. And they're your best three. And Kapler was like, I'm going to go to my best three to protect this one run lead. And he knew there were too many innings left. Right. He knew it, but he did it anyway. Right. He stuck to the plan. He didn't try to get cute. And he was like, these are my three best relievers. These are the guys that I believe can match what the Dodgers are doing on the other side with one guy. These are the three guys that I can tack onto the end of my game. And, and I believe that they can get the job done. And, you know, I, I think I think of all of those pitchers, we would have said, yes, for sure. Rogers can go multiple innings. We I, I think everybody would have figured that. Right. right. I mean, Rogers. Well, he throws underhand. So how hard can it yeah, be? He... <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yes. Right. How hard can that be? Uh, it looks pretty hard to me. But but it is clear he's not throwing as hard. He doesn't take it as, as much out on him, of himself as, as other pitchers do. Right. So he can go that longer stretch. And. And then he goes to to McGee, and you know they what? So McGee finishes. I think Rogers McGee only went two thirds of an inning, right? So Rogers actually pitched. Yeah, Rogers pitched in, a one and two thirds. Yeah, but he pitched in the he fifth, fi- sixth, he, and yeah, seventh. He finished the fifth, pitched through the sixth, and start and got one out in the seventh. I mean, what a I mean, and he got the W for that, which I think he wholeheartedly deserved. But what an effort by that guy! First, yeah, time. yeah, I mean, you know. I've never, my faith in Tyler Rogers has never been shook. Right, Matthew? <laughs> right. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not mine. Mine on the other yeah, hand. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, but hey, he came through and 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 you know did what what he needed to do. McGee uh, on and game three. Uh, yeah, was was fantastic, right? I mean, he, he got right, you know, two and his first appearance in the series, and also like his first appearance in like forever. Oh, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, right. Yeah, since uh, did he come in? He didn't come in in games one or two, did he? I don't think so. He. Um, I will do a quick spot check. All right. You and I, you and I often get things wrong. No, never get things wrong. Well, you often get things wrong, and then I get I things have... wrong about the future. Yeah, well, oh, no, because then you were, you, you know, I think you know, you were all like, "Oh, yeah, there's no, there's, a, there's a." I think you called me cute when you were drunk when you said that there was uh, that, that, yeah, we that was, were that was about the... that was that was that was about guessing the future. That was good. That was oh. about the rules in the in in overtime and how or ex overtime in oh, extra yeah. innings and how there was going to be a runner on second base, and I was right about that. You were wrong. Let's just. Let's just admit that. That is a good point. I was wrong about that. I, I'm, I'm glad I was wrong about that. <laughs> I was too. also, I was also, I was in like shot number 104 <laughs> That's of true. 107, man. Yes, my I don't favorite know part of that was when you called me cute. I, I think that that was. Uh... <laughs> okay. He did pitch in game, game two. Okay. He so in, he pitched in an inning in game two, uh, which I think at that point the game was, was, was out of hand. Yeah. But this was a um, crucial, this were, these were crucial outs and he got them. So yeah, we'll give him that. Yeah, right. And, uh, and, 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 uh, and that was his first, his first appearance since, since being injured. Um, uh, but again, let me double check even that assertion. Yes, correct. Yeah. So that was his second appearance in the series and his second appearance since coming back injured and his second appearance in a game that was close. Right. And, and what was, you know, I remember texting you at that point in time and I was like, okay, McGee's doing the 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 seventh and then so Duvall's your closer so so who's doing the eighth inning yeah you were asking you? about Alvarez and Castro and well they had they had a lot of people left they had everybody they left. Had everybody left. I mean right yeah and they had a huge bench left which I also think was one of the great things about the way that Kapler managed this game because one of the things that really pissed me off during the regular season is how he would run out of either pitchers or hitters late in the game when the game was tied, and this this game well, you didn't extra... like you didn't like Gosman like pinch hitting and and uh, in, in extra innings. Ben? No, no, I didn't. And I know the man got a walk off sack fly, and I'm sure it was a highlight of a highlight of his career. But no, and I certainly don't want to see that in the playoffs. And that that really frightened me as as a possibility coming into the postseason. But no, I mean this. He was like, no, this is what we're going to do. And he saved a huge portion of his bench, too. I mean, because like I said, this game had extra innings written all over it. Yeah. And and, you know, because any, you know, like if any one of those guys had given up a solo home run, which which we all know almost happened, that wouldn't have been that he like that that wouldn't have been a, a major disaster like we wouldn't have said oh i can't believe this guy he sucks he always gives up home runs right i mean i don't think we see, well mcgee mcgee gives up his fair share but but i mean how many has rogers and and, and camilo given up they they've given up uh well I'm very few let's just them. say very, very few, few very few right and especially as of late and so this game had extra innings written all over it and 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 so I was, you know, I was really curious as to who is going to pitch the eighth inning, 
And and then I thought, oh well, McGee can still come out because he only you know he he only threw two batters. He could he could go another batter. So maybe maybe they'll have McGee come back out, and then maybe Camilo will do a five out save, or or maybe they'll bring in you know Alvarez or Castro for for one guy or something like that. And then and then here comes Dickerson pinch hitting for for um, for McGee just as I'm saying that, and I'm like, oh well, no, that can't happen. Yeah. And then they flip to the bullpen, and there's Camilo throwing the ball, and I was just... Well, I love that for two things. At the time, at the time, I didn't realize that maybe he would pitch both the eighth and the ninth, but I really did like him coming in in the eighth because that was the heart of the order. I mean, Trey Turner, Corey Seager, and Justin Turner were about ready to do some damage, and you just saw that, right? I mean, a one-run lead, and you got Trey Turner, Corey Seager, and Justin Turner coming to bat. You know, right. and and you're going to bring in like Dominic Leone? No. Yeah. Well, that's and, exactly the scenario that you were complaining about in Game Two. Exactly. Right? Like, you this were is like, the same are... situation right here. Right. Save the game. Come in and get these guys out. And right. and he did. He brought them in uh, for that. That and I would have been happy just for those three, those three outs. Uh, but you know, it was great reading about it later. Was that uh, you know, uh, Kapler came to him to cut to Duvall uh, in between the eighth and the ninth and asked him if he could go another inning. And his quote was, "I got it, Poppy. I'm ready." <laughs> oh man, I love that kid. <laughs> and I, I, I feel like we should make a T-shirt that says, "I got it, Poppy. I'm ready." I got it. And just, I'm ready. Oh, and, my. and just wear that all, all the time. Like that's going to be like. I just want to put it on the back of my business card now. I'm, I got it, Poppy. I'm ready because that, wow. that. I mean, he's you know, 22 year old kid who's just like, yeah, I got this. He's 24, but yes. Okay. Yeah. But whatever. He's a baby. Uh, he is a baby. Who, who, and... who was pitching an A ball last year? Right. Right. I mean, well, yeah. Or like two I years said, ago. You know, right. We have been following him so closely, and and I have been following him so closely. You know, I have I have noticed every time that he's called up. I think I've watched every single one of his outings. He's just been fun to watch because. You know, when you dedicate yourself, as we have, to watching every single game. Every and... single game. <laughs> when you dedicate yourself to that, I did miss one because I was on a work trip. But when you dedicate yourself to that, you, you these things stick out. And this guy was really interesting to me when when he first came up because I was like, how did he get here? And then I remember I remember being upset. This is this is so stupid, and, and I'm just a, I'm just an idiot. Uh, this is like this. True. We should just call this episode "Ben's an Idiot." <laughs> Ooh, I um, like that. I like that better than your other idea. And no, it's it's this, that's not going to be the name of the title. That'll be the subtitle. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the other title: colon Ben's an Idiot. Um, but what I I just I remember being upset about him was when he got sent down after his first time, and I was like, the reason that this kid got sent down was because the Giants were too good, right? And they couldn't yeah. afford to keep him up right? because they couldn't they couldn't afford to have him find himself and no. get that experience at the major league level. He, he couldn't he, learn while he was up there. The games were too important. That's right. And, and, and that's true. It, they were. They were too important. But what I was worried about was, is he going to get the experience that he needs at the AAA level? And... And I don't know if it was experience that he needed or if they just had the right people down there or what. But, I mean, clearly, clearly, he's, I mean, he spent most of his time in Sacramento this year. And whatever that they did for him there, um, 
it made a huge, huge difference. Yeah. Right? I think I think and it's I, the water in Sacramento. <laughs> you think it's the water? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, it, it, he and Kervin were drinking the same water. They must have been because, you know, couldn't have been the coaching staff, right? It must have been something else. Right. No, it's never those guys. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm going to say it was the coaching staff. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, you're probably right. I'll, I'll give you that. I, I'm going to go out. I'm going to go out on a limb. You, you've been wrong a lot lately, but I'll give you that one. <laughs> Yeah, I have been wrong a lot lately. It's fine. It's fine. This is a po- fan podcast. We're this fans. What the hell? We're not pundits, right? I mean, no, we're, we're and never going to be. Apparently, apparently, uh, sadly, yeah. yeah. It's not something you can just talk yourself into, alas. Oh, <laughs> uh, but Matthew, yes, we played more than one game. Do we got to talk about game four? I mean, we don't have to. Let's like, just we don't have to. A podcast. See you later. Yeah. We'll see you on Thursday, guys. Yeah. Logan Webb, here we yeah. come, baby. Yeah. yeah, no. I mean, we don't. We don't have to dive into it. I. I, I do think. I, I do think there. There. Oh, oh well. Oh, I have to eat my second helping of crow. Yes. Okay. For that. In that case, let's definitely talk about game four. Right. Okay. So. As, so, as I you, remember. You if, said if for, for fans who maybe wa- listen to our latest podcast, one for the fans, one for the pundits, uh, episode 32, uh, available on all your podcast listening devices. Uh, ben, I, I threw out innocently enough, I thought, was that I had heard that maybe, maybe the Dodgers would consider starting Walker Bueller on three days rest. I'm even going to give you more than that. I don't think you'd heard it. I think you thought of that all by yourself. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I don't know where. I, sometimes ideas come to my head, and I think I just threw that out there. But it was I, – I thought, you know, because would you rather have Walker Bueller or whatever the guy's first name, Gonsolin? Like, I don't even remember who – I don't even know who that dude is. And he didn't pitch today, so who knows. But <laughs> What's but, his name, Gonsolin? Yes, yeah. what's his name, Gonsolin? Would you – I mean, and really, would you rather have, you know, Bueller or – or Gonsolin to start a must-win game. And I was thinking, yeah. I, I probably Bueller. But then you were like, oh, I hope so. I hope that they start Bueller because that's just ridiculous and he's going to get his butt kicked. And I, and I did say that. I did say that. And I did say it almost just exactly like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So, I, so I, um, where's that I crow? I, can I, can I, I see I the crow on your plate? I basically, well, it's deep fried. First of okay. All, okay. It's, uh, it's served with a a, a wonderful um, a rosemary aioli. Oh, rosemary and, aioli! Uh, I like that. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, crow is actually a really big bird, um, and so I've actually got a couple of sandwiches here. Nice. It's on a nice brioche bun. Yes. And um, tastes it's like chicken. Cool. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a little gamey. It's going to be a little. A little, little gamey. Uh, I agree. It's going to be a little yeah. tough. A little gamey. Um, but you know, you put a little extra paprika into the breading around the, in the deep fried crow and it, it'll be fine. Uh, so I'm about to dig in right now. Here we okay. go. Okay. All right. Uh, yes, Matthew. So, so first of all, this is about what I'm about to say is going to probably upset even some of our listeners. I was thinking about this in retrospect and I was trying to understand like, why did I think that was such a ridiculous idea? And I thought to myself, well, why would you pitch Bueller in that game when you might want to have him ready to pitch either game five or game one of the next series? And what I realized as I was thinking that through later was is that I assumed that the Giants were going to lose game three. 
And then therefore it would make no sense to send Bueller out there to pitch in game four and and put themselves at a detriment to into into the NLCS, right? Like I had like that was my thinking. You're, but here's you're, the you're thing. not just pissing off our fans, you're pissing me off. How you know, oh, you, you're supposed to be a care. fan. You're supposed to be like like, yeah, care. we can beat Scherzer. What, what do you mean you thought you were gonna lose game three? I'm just I'm not saying I thought, I'm saying I felt. It was an emotional thing. Okay. And and so 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 yeah, and I think that's exactly how Dave Roberts thought it too, because when they asked him after game three who's gonna pitch game four, he says, I don't know. We're gonna get together and figure that out right now. I think that was a situation that Dave Robert Dave Roberts had never seen him in. So I think for sure, I think it is a bullpen game. If if the if the Dodgers win game three, I think green game four would have been started by Gonsolin. And they might have had like Bueller ready, right? to go if Gonsolin got into trouble. I think that would have been a um, one way that they would have played it. In retrospect, yes. If your season's on the line, of course you should have your best pitcher ready to go. All, you know, and the only guy you hold back, I think is Urias, right? Right. Y- he's the only guy you hold back. Everybody else is fair game. It- it- you've got to win that game. It- it's it's all, you know, all men on deck, right? Yes. So, so absolutely. And I just, I wasn't thinking it from that perspective. I was just thinking of it from like, who would you want to go home in game four? So, and then how does that line you up for, for game five? And the other thing is, is I really just didn't think through the fact that Urias was going to be ready for game five. Right. And I almost, in some ways, I think that Urias is a tougher, a tougher opponent for the Giants. I don't know why I think that. But I just do. I, I You know, I, uh, I agree. I haven't looked at his numbers, I, I, I but I feel like, I feel like, yeah, we've had a harder time against Urias than we have against Bueller, at least recently. Yeah, I think recently that's true. I don't know, though. But the thing is, I don't I don't know. Just I think Urias is really good. The thing about him is he never he seems to have a really hard time getting out of the fifth inning against the Giants. And and they have they have beaten the Dodgers when he's started. Um, Three out of the five games that he pitched against the Dodgers during the regular season. So during the regular season, when Urias started, the Giants were three and two, but they only beat him once. They only beat him once, right? Which means they kept the game close and then they beat the bullpen. So what they were able to do with Urias was get him out of the game, probably because of pitch count. I think what's happened recently is is that he has not. He has been much more economical against the Giants, and and this is you know he's a tough opponent. But anyway, so yes, I apologize to you. I apologize to Dave Roberts. I apologize to Walker Bueller. Um, I to the Giants lineup. I'm saying, guys, you couldn't have had my effing back. Come on, <laughs> you had that guy on the ropes twice tonight, and you could not come through. I just needed one big hit, boys. I didn't need you to even win the game. I just needed you to rough up Walker Bueller a little bit to make me look like not a complete moron. You know, can I just have one ray of sunshine? No. <sighs> and I'm particularly talking to boys named Ruff or people who spell their name Y-A-S-T-R-Z-E-M-S-K-I. <laughs> yeah, or... we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. I do oh, let's say... get into it right now. Okay, well, well, first, Before you talk, say that, I do want to say that we are actually three and two against Urias. 
uh, in in the regular season uh, for when he for, starts. When he when starts. He starts. He, yes. Yeah. He didn't take. He didn't take three losses against. No. Us. No. But we are three and two against uh, the Gi- the Dodgers when he has started. So yeah, we. Have that's what I meant to say. I don't know if I said that, but that's what I meant to say. Yes. The Gi- the Giants had a winning record when he started games during the regular season. Yeah. So, yeah. so, you know, the, and, and Webb has a, the Giants have a winning record when Webb has started against the Dodgers, uh, during the Giants the, have the a winning record when Webb starts against anybody. everyone. Yeah. The right. Giants everyone. don't lose when Webb starts. That's right. And so, so, uh, you know, game five, you know, maybe shape it up. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But you were about to say, I don't know what you're about to say. What were you about to say? I was about to say, would Darren Ruff please show up? For the National League Division Series, we'd really like for you to do something. Really? You're yes, going to pin this on Darren I, Ruff? What about Yastrzemski no. and Dickerson and Wade Jr. and all of our – and Flores and you know pretty much everyone. Are you not, just mad that I started with Ruff? Yes. Or are you like, just why, not why letting me finish? Why are you picking finish? on Ruff? Like Ruff is like, like – like, you know, Ruff is not the guy we've been depending on all year. How about Yastrzemski? And I know you're trying to spell his name. Did you even did you even get that right? Like I wasn't even paying attention. Y a s t r z e m s k i. I don't know. Sounds right. Yasterzemski is how I always say it. I don't know, but uh, anyway. No, I, I actually, I actually, it's it's I I. It's y a s t r z e m s k i. It's y a s t r z e m s k i. That's right. It's you just it's it's Yaz. Yaster Yasterzemski. No, no. All you have to do is remember T R Z. That's it. Everything else just comes to you. <laughs> it's just it's TRZ. Just remember that TRZ. Okay. Okay. TRZ. Now, what's the first part? Yes. Yeah. So, so spell that. Y A S. Okay. Now, what do you have to remember? TRZ. Okay. And now, then, what's and the... then Emsky. Yeah. Spell Emsky. E M S K I. You spelled it. All right. Congrats. See, so all you need to remember is That's... TRZ. Okay. All right. Y A S T R Z E M S K I. Yep. Well, all you have to remember is that Yaz, his nickname Y-A-Z is not how it actually is spelled. No, no. What you need to remember is is that he hasn't gotten a hit in the National League Division Series yet. That's what you need to remember. That's... So yes, maybe I should have started with him. Yeah. But but here's the, but but I I mean I think the main thing that I wanted to point out about all of these guys not not not, not him because Yaz has been an everyday player. Right. And he his batting average has been down. He has not been the star of the team like he was for the past two seasons. Right. Right. He hit a ton of home runs. He was a huge part of the team. Don't get me wrong. And his defense has been great. Like Yaz is an important part of this team. And as an everyday player, he's been extremely important. And yes, we need the man to hit the ball somewhere, anywhere other than just outside of the lines. Oh, man. Can you... If, if if like three or four of his hits this 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 series had been yeah, six inches well, to the left, we we yes. would be talking about a lot different. Yeah, and that's games. my point. That's my point. I think one of the things that have made the Giants the team that they are this year has been the platoon. Right? I remember both in you and I yelling at you know ten episodes ago. The platoon is working. Yes, the platoon is not working. Matthew, the platoon has like the platoon has gone awol. Yeah. Well, and I and I wonder how much of that is the Brandon Belt effect. Yeah, you know, and and because you know, now you're relying on some of these platoon players uh to perform in situations where Brandon Belt would be in there more. Uh I mean, so, we 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 played very well without Brandon Belt for a long time. This is true. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, what I'm saying is is that Wilmer Flores, Darren Ruff, Lamont Wade Jr., 
uh, those three in particular have all been very, very quiet in this series. And uh, yes, Yaz has been quiet too, but he's not a platoon player, right? Right. Um, and and no, I want him to wake up too. But you know, the 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 point is is that like the Giants really rely on these guys who are not everyday players to to make a contribution, and they have not been contributing, and and that I think has really been holding the team back. You know, I, I I mean, Darren Ruff did drive in a run today, but he didn't. You know, it was <laughs> drive in is a little a little strong. <laughs> yeah, he dribbled in. He dribbled in. He dribbled in a run today. Well, both of our runs were dribbled in. I mean, they were you know both yeah. infield fielders' choices that got yeah. got runs today. I mean, look, the, the the point is is that we did get a lot of people on base today. We did threaten Eve against Bueller. Yeah, and and we just didn't have those big hits. And it seems like today they fell into that rut of where they just can't get that one to connect. And I don't know that it's necessarily a problem for Thursday. I mean, honestly, yes, I'd love to blow out Julio Urias. I would love for the Giants to win that game 11-1. to 1. You know, yes, yes, I would love for that to happen. let's do that. I would love for that to happen. But I, I think really, I mean, Thursday's all about Logan Webb and 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 I have great faith in him and and I have great faith in in the the stronger parts of our bullpen. How about this? Uh, How about this? I'm going to propose Logan Webb goes eight scoreless innings and Duvall pitches the ninth, and those are the only two pitchers we see on Thursday. That would be wonderful, and I would love for it to be a five run save. Yes. So not even a save. Not even a save. Let's just... Yeah. Yes. Camilo does not get the save because mm-hmm. the score is too wide. Yeah. Yes. I, would, I, would, I, would, I would love to see like a big crooked number. Like, like Yeah. And I let's don't... have Lamont Wade Jr. or Yastrzemski or, or Ruff or one of those guys come through with an RBI or two. Yes. And then... And also our big boys. Yes. Like, because like, like Buster has showed up. Yes. Uh, Bryant, Chris Bryant has Chris, showed up. He's had a great series. He's he's been and, he's been doing a great you know, job. And and Crawford hasn't been exactly lights out, but he's he's there. Yeah. Right? La yes. Stella. La Stella has Which, been there. Unfortunately, I, I I doubt we see him uh you know, uh for the rest of the series. Yeah, I mean Solano hasn't hit a lot, but the at bats he's had, he's looked pretty good. So I'm not really worried about Solano, but uh, although I, they keep talking about Tommy's Achilles, his Achilles—that's that what I'm referring. I mean, he's left both games, the last two games, because of his Achilles issues. So I just wonder, at some point, they're going to be like, "Enough is enough," and you know, maybe maybe he's done. He doesn't I don't play know. in the NLCS, right? And then you got Tyro Strada, but we can talk about that a little bit later. But uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, no, I, I mean, let's let's hope we talk about that. Yes, uh, I, yes. I mean, Tyro would be great. I would love oh, he, to see Tyro. Yeah, he would do fine. But I think. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, yeah, the the whole this, I think the theme, and especially if you look forward to Game Five, you know, is, uh, you know, what what concerns you the most? Is it the bullpen struggles that we've seen because today McGee wasn't great? Uh, you know, actually, ironically, Zach Littell was probably the best out of the bullpen today. Oh my today. god, Zach Littell's play. The, the, him getting over to first base on that play. Oh, it was amazing, right? Yeah. That well, was, that it was, was also play. you know, great, you know, Lestella being on no, Giants that was a great spot. heads up. That yeah. was a great Giants defense play. Tommy on the spot right there. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that a... was that was. But I mean, I mean, but but the but you know, Latell. I mean, Latell did what he was supposed to do, but that's a tough play. 
and 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 he made it he made his part look easy. Um, yeah. 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 No, I thought Latell I thought Latell pitched really well today. I mean, he did get into a little bit of trouble though, so it wasn't he wasn't lights out. No. Well, which is why you know I mean you know, we haven't pulled this out yet, but Bob's got a, a, a little. He, Bob has an opinion. Our bullpen sucks. <sighs> And Bob, Bob, Bob might, okay, sucks look, might be a strong word. It's a strong word. It's not elite, Bob. Yes. It's not elite. And, and right it now was, we need it to be elite. We need it to be elite. It, it was built on the fly. It, it it over, you know, I mean, let's face it. Two of the guys that are the most important pieces of this bullpen are very clearly Curvin Castro and Camilo Duvall. Yeah, our rule five Curvin, guys. Curvin Castro was literally the last man on the 40 man roster did not appear until September. Has Kervin never Castro pitched, has never pitched above a ball. Kervin Castro did not appear on the major league roster until September. And he is on the, the roster and he's clearly one of the top five relievers. If that doesn't tell you how much duct tape and chicken wire <laughs> is is holding this bullpen together, then nothing else will. Oh this man, Farhan not... Zaidi has broken out the the duct tape, the chicken wire, the the glue gun. I mean, he is he has been pulling this thing together, and it's it is, it's held it's together for most of the yeah. season. We just needed to hold on. To I would feel so much runs. better if if one Johnny Cueto was part of that bullpen. I would. I'm sorry. Like I just I just wish he was there you know like better yeah. than the experience alone right just yeah, some guy like, that can who's been yeah, there and I, can do it but but anyway so 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 but, but my so, question so our bullpen yeah no it doesn't suck but it's not elite right right and so so the question on top of that is what concerns you the most our bullpen struggles or lack of offense going forward lack of offense I just think that Logan Webb uh, is going to get it done in game in game in game five, and and if he doesn't, it doesn't really matter. If Logan Webb doesn't, th- 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 we lose. Yeah. Like, but I believe I believe in Logan Webb. I do not think the moment is bigger is bigger than him. Oh no, totally not. And and I believe in in Rogers and I believe in McGee. Like yeah, he gives up some home runs sometimes, but I believe in McGee, I believe in Rogers, and I believe in Duval. I believe yeah. in those. I believe in Castro. Well, I especially believe in those guys at Oracle. Yes, uh, and yeah, and yeah, because yeah. it makes it a little bit harder to hit home runs and that sort but, of thing. Yeah. But they can't win a game without runs on the board. No, and we here we are like lamenting the bullpen, and really what we should be talking about is the Giants have scored a total of what six runs over four games or whatever. Yeah. So it's uh it it is it is uh the offense that has been the problem and you can't expect to win uh if you're only scoring one or two runs a game. No, we're not losing these games because of the bullpen. I mean, I think I think today Desclafani was not good. He was grooving pitches. It, 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 you know, we we needed more from him for sure. He was he was just he was just serving up fatties. Yeah, but he only gave um, up two runs. Yeah, and but but he got into trouble and he forced us to go into the bullpen and and the bullpen was totally. not great. No, but and... but at the end of the day, what did it matter? Because our offense did not come through, and that's because that's because we have guys setting the table. We got three or four or five guys. Well, we got three or four guys who are doing who are who are setting the table, and we have three or four guys who are choking 
on whatever is on the table after that. Yeah. And 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 we need to see one or two of those guys step up. Absolutely. Yeah. And and that's what it's going to come down to in game 5. Uh we've got game 5 coming up on Thursday. Uh Urias versus Webb for all the marbles or one marble. I guess we should say, and uh, a and chance then, at all the marbles. A chance at all the marbles, and that's all we we want, right? And mm-hmm. no, no, I, I should take that back. We we want to beat the Dodgers. We want to beat the Dodgers. Okay, let's talk about this right now. Let's talk okay. about this right now because I, I do think this is this is something that matters to Giants fans. Like, look, if we beat the Dodgers in this series, in terms of like. Talking smack to Dodger fans in the future, it oh, does not matter. You have what we win, we win. We don't need to win the World Series to win twenty twenty one, right? Let's talk about the victories we've already had against the Dodgers. Yeah, but okay, go ahead and talk about. No, it, I... come on, let's talk about the victories we've already had, Matthew. <laughs> you, you, you. I, I think the only the only flaw in your argument there is that the Dodgers actually win the World Series. Then then it makes it a little bit harder to be like, oh, but we won the National League West. I mean, no, just... no, no, it does not. First of all, we had a major, major victory that had nothing to do with the National League Western Division Championship. Whether we caused them to burn their top two prospects. Yes, we caused them to burn their top two prospects. Like, that was a major, major victory. They traded those guys to get Trey Turner and Max Scherzer, and Max Scherzer's a free agent. And sure, maybe they go sign him, but even that's a victory, right? They're going to go sign a 37-year-old for what, for five seasons? How much are they going to sign that guy for? They're going to go, are they going to go give him, I mean, Four wow. years, 80 million. Right, right. Or or he's a rental, right? They give up their top top two prospects for a rental. Trey Turner's an amazing player, but he caused other guys in their their on their in their organization to not have a position. Yeah, now. not Gavin Lux has got to be an outfielder. Right. Yeah, yeah, like 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 Trey Turner was not a perfect fit. So so we already won that. And that hurts the the Dodgers to, you know, next season and the season after that and the season in 2024. Yeah, okay, okay. That that, that makes sense yeah. to me, but it's not okay. like we can second, go to second. Dodger fans and be like, "Oh, we made you trade your top two players." National League uh, Western prospects. Division champions? Like we get to wear that wherever we go. Oh, whatever. I just want to beat the Dodgers. Okay? We're we're beating uh, game 5. Let's beat the Dodgers. <laughs> well, no, yes. I will grant you that. Wanna, you know, and and I will feel bad if they do not. And I don't, I don't want to hear. No, anything no, else. of course you will. Well, but we would feel bad if they lost this division series against whoever it would be. But but here's the thing: like, if the Dodgers do win this series, they have to win the World Series in order for them to have anything over the Giants fans. Right. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, they, they, they have to win the World Series, or their season is a bust. Absolutely. Right. The Dodgers have to win the World Series or it's a bust, and that is not true for the Giants. Not for the Giants. Yeah, the, Do- the Giants are all like, hey, you know, we, we, we're we on gravy time now, right? right? because it's, here it's... here's how it goes. We'll, we'll, the Dodgers fans, if they win the NLCS but they lose the World Series, here's how the argument goes. We'll be like, oh, hey, 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 we won the 2021. We're, we're the division champions. They'll be like, yeah, well, we're the National League champions. And we'll go, ha, how'd that turn out for you? <laughs> Right. Okay. Right. So there's your comeback. Or we tell them we're the National League Western Division champions, and they'll be like, "We beat you in the playoffs, but we're the champions of nothing." Right. Well, that I would I would take that for sure. Right. All so right, like but, so so yes. So we we've got one game to figure all this out. 
And uh, that is coming up on Thursday. Uh, listeners, we will uh, again publish on Friday uh, after Game 5 uh, to wrap up the NLDS. And mm-hmm. hopefully lay the groundwork for the NLCS and uh, what looks like maybe the Braves. I didn't even check to see how they how that game is. It is the Braves. It is, it the, is Braves. the Braves. So I think that's a huge break for both the Dodgers and yeah, the Giants. Right. I mean, it's it does clear. Break. It seems like it, it creates a path for whoever wins game five yeah, uh, to, to get I, to the World Series. I really because think whoever the, comes out of this series is really going to be heavily favored against the Braves. Absolutely, that, because that, the that Brewers a were break. a tough team and uh, amazing. They just didn't play well down the stretch. And, uh, they didn't? It, it makes it, well, their uh, offense went to sleep, yeah, and and their pitching was just not quite as good as it had been. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, we will be back on Friday. Uh, in the meantime, uh, let's cheer for the Giants, uh, drink your cocktails, and uh, we'll see you all again on Friday. Ben, Friday. it's been good chatting with you, and we'll see you again real soon. Cheers, my friend. Cheers, Matthew. Bye, everybody. Bye. Join us next time for the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until then, bottoms up.